Well, thank you very much, Hal, for that most generous introduction. Can I too acknowledge the traditional owners on which we, uh, the land on which we meet today, uh, recognise the Vice-Chancellor, Bob Gregory, and of course, uh, the extraordinary Max Corden. In thinking about uh, what I would say today, I uh, uh, found myself opening up Stata, looking through various uh, data sets on Australian attitudes to the two big questions explored in the book. Max is, of course, a strong supporter of bringing down trade barriers and a strong supporter of migration. So I was pouring through the various data sets on my computer, trying to find one that had Australian attitudes to trade and Australian attitudes to migration. And after about 10 data sets, I finally found one. Uh, the Australian Elections Survey of 1998 asks Australians whether tariffs should be used to protect industry. And 11% of Australians disagree, a view with which I imagine Max would broadly share. Uh, and then, when asked about the number of migrants Australia should take, about 11% of Australians again say Australia should take more migrants. Of course, Max holds both views, uh, something that is true of 2% of Australians. <laughs> However, I suspect that would be a majority view in this room, and I'd, I'd hesitate to also emphasise that 2% of Australians uh, means that Max's sales can possibly cap out at 500,000 books. So there's nothing to be worried too much about that. I'm also pleased, as well as being part of the 2% tonight, to be launching this book because of Max's connection with my late grandfather, Keith Lee. Uh, Keith is, was 15 years older than Max, and they knew one another at Queen's College. Uh, Keith passed away two years before I was born, so I never knew him, but I loved hearing from my conversations with Max uh, about what my grandfather was like when he was in, when he was in his prime. So thank you, Max, for that. Uh, and I'm delighted, too, to be uh, speaking at a book launch uh, for an economist that I admire so deeply not only for his ideas, but also for his style. When I read this book, I'm struck, first of all, by the lack of dogmatism. There's a moment there where Max says that Kristallnacht was almost universally unpopular in Germany, even among the Germans, because, among the generals, because it offended against the sense of social order. It's an astute observation, but also an extraordinarily generous one to be making from a Jewish person who fled from Germany. Max talks about the moment where he might have seen Hitler passing by at the age of nine and says that although he's not quite sure, he thinks that along with the rest of the crowd, he might have given a Heil Hitler salute. How many people would admit that? And he talks about the story of his uncle Willie, whose wife and their three and nine-year-old daughters were shot in 1941 by the Nazis. And in one of the most beautiful passages of the book, Max explores why Uncle Willie didn't leave Germany and observes that perhaps an obstacle was his pride. It's that crooked timber view of humanity, the lack of dogmatism and fixedness, the determination to avoid stereotypes that makes that early autobiographical part of the book so absorbing. 
And then there's the love of research. Max talks about how ANU laid the groundwork for his academic career to come. So it's so appropriate that we're here today uh, with so many friends, so many extraordinary heroes of Australian economics. Uh, he has a, a beautiful line, which I was urging Brian beforehand to put on billboards, uh, that when he returned from Oxford to ANU, he was struck by the blue skies and felt like he had arrived at Majorca with a university. <laughs> Can't do much better than that, I don't think, Brian. He speaks about his Nuffield experience, about his mentors and, uh, and, and those he, he admired, uh, visiting John Hicks in his home in the Cotswolds. Uh, talks about Jim Murley's, and again, with that classic Max Corden understatement, admits that he didn't understand most of what Murley was saying. <laughs> Back at ANU, he speaks about the Indonesia project, the students, his time as president of the Economic Society of Australia and his policy engagement. He talks about the joys of being a travelling international economist. And I was reminded while reading Max of the observation that Brian made when he won his Nobel Prize, that nowhere else but in ANU could he have engaged so richly with the best thinkers of the world to do the best work in the world. He makes he pays tribute appropriately to Trevor Swan, uh, who taught us that uh, reputation does not always equal published output, and refers to the importance of John Crawford's work, uh, who Max calls one of the world's most useful economists, uh, an appellation that uh, reminds you of Keynes and dentists, uh, and, and also of, of the importance of focusing on big topics. Uh, small advances in agricultural economics in India uh, have huge social welfare gains to the world. Max is generous towards others. Uh, Fred Gruen, he says, I don't think I've met anybody else in my life whom I have admired so much for his personality and balan balanced judgment. Uh, an apt description of Fred Gruen, but uh, a description that could so easily be described to Max himself. Uh, when I visited the University of Melbourne in uh, the early, early 2000s, I remember Max being a stalwart of the tea rooms, somebody who was always interested in what you were doing, uh, willing to push you a little further on your research agenda and your methodology. Um, so modest about his own achievements and such the opposite of the way in which uh, so, uh, so, so many people become later in life, uh, where they want to uh, pontificate and fill the air with their own voice. Uh, but for Max, it's the silences, the interest, the ability to, to, to listen, uh, the deafness uh, and the curiosity. Uh, he did me the honour of coming to uh, the launch of a book I wrote uh, last year, Choosing Openness, uh, and when I described his career to those assembled, uh, the, uh, the, the cheer went up, in the, went up in the room, uh, far louder than, uh, than, than any, anything else that, that evening. And, and Max, thank you for, for making that time to join me. Uh, and he acknowledges his luck uh, as a refugee and his choice of studies uh, in his colleagues. Now, this is a blokey tale. Partly that's the era, partly that is the discipline of economics, partly that's the field of, of macroeconomics. Here in this room tonight, men outnumber, outnumber women as well. But I was struck 
by a, uh, the findings of a recent study by May, McGarvey and Kuchera looking at the attitudes of male and female economists on a number of public policy issues. Uh, they ask economists whether market solutions are typically superior to government intervention and find that male economists are more likely to favour market solutions. But I think in our discipline, Max would be more towards the government intervention side of the spectrum. Uh, male economists tend to fail austerity over redistri redistribution. But again, I suspect that Max would be more on the redistribution end of the spectrum. Male economists say that environmental protection is less important than to female economists. But I know from speaking to Max the importance that he places on smart solutions to climate change. And male economists are less likely to worry than female economists about inequality in the labour market, an issue which I know concerns Max deeply. I think it's fair to say that uh, Werner Max Corden has a notably feminine touch to his economic style. The story of Australian economic performance is very much one of migration and trade, of engagement with the world and of recognising one's comparative advantage. And that's Max's story too. A story of somebody who brought great luck to Australia as well as to himself in his journey here as a refugee. Who continued to travel internationally to engage with uh, the best in the world, drawing home their wisdom. And who reminded us in, in that great tradition of ANU, uh, we're standing here and next to halls of learning, but also next to what is the most intellectual beer garden in the world. <laughs> that life is best lived when it's lived with a sense of fun, of camaraderie, of collegiality, in which the ideas and the friendships intermingle. Uh, it's an honour and a privilege to help launch, uh, launch Max, uh, Max's book uh, and uh, a real pleasure to be here with you today celebrating a great Australian economist.